Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Welcome to the next edition of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And today I'm actually recording out of my kitchen. I'm not by Skype today. I'm actually live in the offices of South by Southwest. And I am here with Hugh Forrest, who has been with South by Southwest Interactive since the beginning. You know, when South by Southwest began, it was a music festival in Austin, Texas. But in 1994, they added the film and multimedia portion to the conference. And then that spun out film separately and eventually it became the interactive side and it's changed a lot probably since 1994 and Hugh has been here the whole step of the way so really you know although he works for a large organization because South by Southwest has grown into be quite an organization at the same time Hugh is really an entrepreneur because he has been here shepherding the growth of this so Hugh welcome to the show thank you Tom it's great to be here thanks for having me so I have a couple of questions for you I mean South by Southwest when it began it was just sort of an addition to the music conference South by Southwest Interactive was just an addition to the music conference. Did you have visions of it growing to this massive conference? Absolutely not. We were, multimedia uh, was very small for a long time. Um, uh, I often say it, it took us 10 years to kind of find our, uh, find our way. Uh, and we would not have survived some very, very lean years. Um, if not South by Southwest Music, essentially paying the bills. I think that's a good uh, <laughs> a, a good uh, analogy to, or a good comparison to don't quit your day job if you're a startup. Um, have something that's gonna provide uh, some kind of source of income. But we were lucky to have the the music stuff there. And eventually we began to find our way and, and enjoyed a, uh, a nice 10-year growth cycle. Um, I could never, ever have imagined it would grow to what it is now. It's great for my ego in terms of how much it's grown, but I think uh, whether the event is 30,000 people or 3,000 people or 300 people or 30 people, what you're looking for and what you're trying to do at an event is provide a forum where people can make meaningful one-on-one connections. So South by Southwest has grown to be more than a conference. I mean, it's really a happening. And, you know, with that, it has transcended sort of the basic thing that you started it for. What have you learned that you would tell other entrepreneurs who maybe they start something with one expectation and all of a sudden they hit, you know, they get the ball rolling and it becomes something more. What advice would you have for them for managing change and growth? Well, first advice is always, uh, uh, patience and persistence. It takes a long time to uh, build something, or at least in my experience, it does. Um, I'm sure people are smarter than me can build things faster, but it takes a it takes a long time. In terms of trying to manage growth, uh, that's something that we uh, struggle with a lot here. Um, uh, you you on the one hand, um, it you're you're fortunate to grow um, and achieve success. On the other hand. You want to try to uh, not uh, lose what made you grow in the first place. So uh, we, you know, we we are big believers in the power of the community uh, at South by Southwest, and uh, 
having um, mechanisms that we can uh, communicate uh, and leverage the power of the community is, I think, something that helps keep us fresh and relevant. So over the years, there have been many great things that have happened. Twitter launched at South by Southwest Interactive. Many other companies have had either their launch or their their huge bounce come out of this conference. So there have been some really good moments. And, you know, I like to call, we call this show cool things entrepreneurs do. What's some of the coolest things you remember over the years with South by Southwest Interactive? Um, one of the coolest memories I have is, uh, I believe it was 2008, and this was the year that um, Mark Zuckerberg was a keynote at South by Southwest, and that keynote did not um, go quite as we planned. It uh, had some challenges. Uh, but what what often gets lost in the mix there is the next day of South by Southwest, which was Tuesday, uh, the Tuesday, the final day, our keynote speaker was Frank Warren. He is the gentleman who does the website uh, Post Secret. It's a confessional website. People write in their postcards on, uh, write in their secrets on postcards. Frank has got this great speech um, and this great uh philosophy that secrets are what hold us back and you release your secrets and you can move forward and you can be liberated and, and uh, the power of, of uh, unleashing your secrets. So um, our, our community was very much in turmoil after the Mark Zuckerberg keynote. But then on Tuesday, Frank kind of pulled it all back in halfway through the keynote um about half the crowd was, you know, in tears because they were so moved by what he had to say. And then uh, there was a brief Q&A period after um, his keynote. And I believe the second person on stage was a guy who asked his girlfriend to marry him. And uh, I always think, you know, how cool is that to be involved with an event that that people feel so passionately about that they're going to, you know, ask their girlfriend to marry them. Um, so I, I always love that dichotomy between the the challenges of the Monday keynote and the triumph of the Tuesday keynote. It would have been great if we, if I could say, well, we planned that out completely, but it just happened. And it was always one of the, my uh, most special memories from the past. So you keep mentioning the word community. And I think for a lot of people who start companies, especially if they have a product or a service that gets adopted by a lot of, of people, a lot of customers, a lot of users, community really becomes an important part for any business. And I know for South by Southwest, myself having participated since 2007 or 2008, I know that there is a real sense of community. And I know that you you and your staff feel a real responsibility to that community. How do you handle it when things, you know, like either the Zuckerberg keynote or maybe some other scandal or some other thing happens where the community gets at odds? How do you handle that, you know, as the leader? I don't have any great answers there, Tom. I think the the, the best thing to do is to try to be as straightforward as possible. And if, if we did something wrong, which is often the case, <laughs> admit it and ask for forgiveness and move forward. I think that, uh, uh, one of the great things about South by Southwest at this point is it's a strong enough event that it has withstood a lot of our <laughs> mistakes and problems. Um, but, you know, I, I think that uh, in a way, communities are very resilient as long as you're honest with them. And um, when you do something right, it's it's uh, great to take credit for that. But when you do something wrong, you should, um, you know, admit to that and try to move forward. And that's that's the the uh, the approach that we've had and has been relatively successful. As we look towards moving forward to 2015, this is going to be a great year. What do you have sort of in store? What's the what's the the cool things for this year? Well, uh, we always hope we have lots and lots of cool things and lots and lots of great speakers. One of the 
uh, big areas of emphasis for 2015. Uh, we just announced this week uh, the launch of a new South by Southwest Health and MedTech Expo. Uh, so this will be a two-day um, kind of mini trade show showcasing uh, innovative uh, companies and startups in this health and med tech sector. Uh, we think this is an area of big growth, and it's also an area that, that certainly parallels some of the changes we're seeing in Austin with the new medical school opening in the fall of 2016 with a new innovation zone, which will focus heavily on biotech. So again, it's a little bit dire- different direction from what we've done in the past, but we think it fits in well with a lot of the innovation that happens in Austin in March. Well, and you bring up Austin, Texas, and Austin has always been sort of the backdrop of South by Southwest. And since I live in Austin, Texas, my friends from around the country are always asking, you know, hey, do, do you think we should come to South by Southwest? And I'm always telling them, why would you want to be anywhere else in March, right? Because I think in all the years I've been coming, you only had rain, you know, to speak of once. So Austin becomes sort of a person to South by Southwest. It sort of becomes part of the community and the community sort of becomes South part of South by Southwest. How do those two things work together? I know that South by Southwest and Austin you know, can't really be separated. How do they work together? Well, first and foremost, let me say that I, I think your uh, your analysis of the weather is maybe a little bit uh, seen through rose-colored glasses. We have, unfortunately, I don't think it rains very much in Austin anymore, but only on South by Southwest, which is actually a good thing. We need more rain, right? But, um, you know, yes, South by Southwest is very much um, a part of Austin. We are a reflection of this very, very creative community. Uh, I think a lot of people around the U.S. and around the world are familiar with the saying of keep Austin weird. Um, I really like what uh, our former mayor, Kirk Watson, says about that slogan, that keep Austin weird really means keep Austin creative. And, um, you know, keep that spark of creativity alive that that uh, fostered this great music scene for so many years, that's fostering so much innovation in the tech scene now, um, that just fosters a, a really innovative and um, inspirational community. And again, we are very lucky to be here. What we do is just shine a very bright light on all that creativity that happens year-round, but our bright light goes for about a week. This year, a lot of people coming. Do you think you're going to have record numbers? What What were the numbers last year, and how do you think that's going to reflect in 2015? Uh, for better or for worse, we have begun to level off a little bit on our growth. Um, that's mainly, in my opinion, because we've kind of reached capacity in, in the city of Austin. Um, we do have a new hotel that's launching or that's that's uh, opening in uh, February 2015. This is the JW Marriott downtown that will open up some new sleeping rooms, and open up some new possibilities. Uh, for 2015, I think we'll have about 30,000 registrants. But but again, I, I always like to or, or would be very um, and very adamant that really numbers are not uh, numbers are not the secret here. Numbers are not the story here. Uh, you're never going to go to an event and meet 30,000 people. You're going to go to an event and um, best case scenario, meet 10, 15, 20 people over the course of three or four days that can really help your career, that can provide new friendships, new opportunities, new relationships. That's what you want to do in an event. You can do that uh, just as easily as an event with 300 people, um, with 1,000 people, whatever. Uh, what South by Southwest is, 
is just a great opportunity to make some very strong connections with some very creative people. And that's actually a wonderful point because what I tell people in my travels when I speak at conferences is it really doesn't matter how many people are here. It matters that you meet that handful of people that, that really make a difference. And I will say that over the years, you know, I participated in South by Southwest when it was much smaller. I've continued to participate as it, it's become large. And there are still opportunities to really connect with people who will stay in your life and make an impact because I've seen that as a participant. So let's say that somebody's listening to this and, and they've been on the fence. They've always heard that South by Southwest is the cool place to be. Maybe they're an entrepreneur. They're thinking, yeah, maybe I should come and, and check out the whole scene in Austin this March. Uh, what advice do you have for a first timer who's going to come in and just like be overwhelmed by this sea that is South by Southwest? My advice for first time attendees is, is you know, very similar to people who've been here for, uh, been coming to the event for several years. It's to um, have some kind of game plan of what you want to achieve at the event. It is much easier to have a game plan and ditch that game plan if something else comes up, if serendipity happens, if, if the you see the person across the street who you always wanted to meet, as opposed to not having any kind of plan and hoping that that serendipity happens. So, Again, having a plan is important, and particularly given the the size and scale of what the event has become, it can be very intimidating if you don't have a plan. I think again, those words you know <laughs> apply to a lot of what we do in life. Uh, have a plan. Um, figure out what you want to do. Uh, it's it's absolutely fine to change that plan, but much better to have some kind of idea and goal as opposed to be kind of drifting aimlessly. So for over 20 years now, you've been shepherding South by Southwest Interactive. What do you absolutely love about your job? Uh, lots of things to love about this job. I like and love that uh, as the event has grown, we can reach out to bigger name speakers and the speakers will return our calls and our emails and there's a chance that they will come to March in Austin. That's very, very rewarding. But I would say that even more rewarding from that is just talking to people who've been to the event, have experienced the event, that have made a connection that has led to you know a new opportunity, and, and hearing um, about the power of the event uh, via attendees. That's you know ultimately that's a lot more important than that famous rock star that you got to to speak at the event. Again, the uh, an event like South by Southwest, like TED, like any kind of uh, meeting or convocation or conference is all about the connections you can make. So South by Southwest has been very fortunate. There's obviously been a lot of growth, which with growth comes sponsorships and with sponsorships comes, you know, money and everything else, fame and everything that comes with it. But I also know that South by Southwest as an organization has been very committed to finding ways to give back. Can you talk a little bit about the way South by South gives back to the greater good? You know, South by Southwest covers a ton of different kinds of content. We're certainly very focused on startups and entrepreneurism. We do a lot of stuff with social media. We do uh, content on uh, health and med tech. We've got uh, panels on um, uh, privacy, on self-driving cars, on sports, on style, on food, on fashion. We've got lots and lots of different, um, different elements within this big event. We also do quite a lot of coverage on social good, on impact entrepreneurism, on nonprofits, and are very proud of that work. We feel that that's always kind of the heart of the event. Um, people who are using technology to um, help out their friends, help out their brothers, help uh, help level the playing field. One of the things that we uh, do within this um, nonprofit sector is we have a thing called the Dewey Winburn Community Service Awards. Um, 
These are named after the original founder of South by Southwest Interactive when it was called South by Southwest Multimedia. His name was Dewey Winburn. Uh, Dewey unfortunately passed away in 1999, but his spirit and his vision of the event, I hope, still informs a lot of what we do. And that was this idea that uh, multimedia or technology um, was a great teaching tool and can particularly empower the, the less fortunate in our society to new opportunities. So what we do with this Dewey Award at present is it honors 10 different people from around the U.S. and around the world who are using technology in particularly innovative ways. These people come to Austin. We have a ceremony that honors them, and we give them a small grant that can help with what they do. And so it's a great way to give back to the community as well as to recognize people who are doing some fabulous things in, in their particular uh, hometown or whatnot. Well, and I know just from being around South by Southwest, the people who come also have a great charitable spirit. Two things that come to mind really quick, just to share with the listeners, is a couple years ago when the Japanese nuclear plant had the meltdown, we were in the first day of South by Southwest that year. And within, gosh, it seemed like seconds, but it must have been an hour, there was a donation fund like South by Southwest, South by Southwest Cares or something like that, that was set up and people could go and donate to the recovery issues and then the people of Japan for what was going on. And it raised a lot of money throughout the whole community over the course of that week, like amazing amounts of money. Well, great story there. And, and uh, actually, I was in Spain talking about that last week. It was 2011. Uh, it was a big year for Interactive. And then the first year, first day of the event, the unspeakable happened, which was the tsunami in Japan. I remember someone asking me, um, what's South by Southwest going to do about this? And I said, I don't know. We're an event company. We don't. We're not disaster relief. You know, we're we're shaken by this. But what can we do? But um, luckily, people in the community were much more forward thinking than I was. And some of our attendees, uh, you know, put together a website called SXSW for Japan. They did this uh, very quickly. Showed how quickly you know these technology tools can be used. And um, we got donations began to trickle in on this thing. I thought, well, maybe we'll get a couple thousand dollars in donations. And uh, lo and behold, after a week, um, there was $150,000 in donations for the Red Cross via this thing. Um, what I, again, I like about that story or I love about that story is it shows the power of the community. It really illustrates so much of what I believe is great about connected culture, that it's bottom up as opposed to top down. It wasn't me making this great decision that we should do this thing. It was people in the community taking it into their own hands. And again, just shows uh, the power of the community. And this is a power that continues to I think, help drive South by Southwest forward. Yeah, I mean, ever since, I mean, being there when it happened, but ever since I've always loved that story because it's a perfect example of what entrepreneurs do, right? They take charge and go make things happen and create something where there was nothing. And it didn't have to be you in your office doing it. It was the people who said, let's do something. And I think that's absolutely amazing. Another quick story that you may or may not know about, I was at a party on top of a restaurant right downtown, sort of overlooking the the convention center, and there was this woman there, and her nephew had just been paralyzed by some sort of a, a virus that he had gotten. And he the diagnosis was that he would recover, but he wouldn't walk for probably four or six months. And he was 19 years old, he didn't have a college degree, didn't have insurance, and he was a volunteer firefighter. And his mother, this woman's sister, was back home in whatever state, and she couldn't afford to buy a wheelchair for him, and there was no insurance. And the girl told the story, and a bunch of people started sharing that story. And all of a sudden, one person said, here's $20. And within five minutes, there was $400 for a wheelchair. 
And the woman called her sister and the two of them on the phone were crying because just by saying to a group of people over some glasses of wine, I'm struggling like this with this, the problem was solved. And the neatest part was when he regained his ability to walk, they took that chair and donated it to somebody else who was in need of a wheelchair. They didn't sell it. They actually gave it to somebody else and they actually emailed some of the people they had met on the rooftop that night. And so I always thought that's just a great example on a small level that people can make a difference. And at South by Southwest, people really do care. So anyway, Hugh, I really want to thank you for coming on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Do you have any last words for people who might be on that fence about coming to Austin in March? Well, thanks again for having me, Tom. It's it's great to be here. Great to talk to you. And of course, uh, many of uh, my best points of wisdom I've learned from you over the years. So props to, the, uh, to you. But uh, if you're on the fence about coming to South by Southwest, I uh, would uh, encourage you to, to give us a shot. It's a great opportunity to learn a lot, to meet a lot of great people, to have a lot of fun, um, and uh, again, uh, get some great creativity and innovation and inspiration to help move your career forward. We look forward to seeing you here. Again, thanks to Hugh Forrest and to South by Southwest for having us for this episode. And for those of you who are listening... We'll see you in Austin this March. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Hopefully we'll see you soon. But in the meantime, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great sounding podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.